No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord brings charges against Israel. There is no mercy or truth, and they are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. They have been joined to idols and will suffer the consequences. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Hosea chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. God called Hosea to be a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel at a time of great spiritual adultery. The people were turning away from God. They turned away from the knowledge of God and were worshiping idols. We continue in Hosea chapter 4. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. And so now God was calling the people of Israel to listen up as he would bring his indictments against them. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint. With bloodshed upon bloodshed, therefore the land will mourn. And everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. And so God brings primarily three indictments against his people, against the northern kingdom. First, there's no truth. Then there's no mercy. And finally, no knowledge of God in the land. Now, also, they were guilty of committing five violations against the Ten Commandments. They swore, and by this it could either mean that they were pronouncing curses on one another or they were swearing falsely, taking an oath, basically taking the name of the Lord in vain. They were lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, all the things that God warned them against. And why was all this happening? Because they had turned away from the knowledge of God. Therefore, they were breaking all restraint, doing whatever they wanted, each person doing whatever was right in his own eyes. They added bloodshed to bloodshed. Therefore, there would be inevitable consequences. The land itself would mourn. It's interesting that creation itself mourns when mankind turns away from doing the will of God. The people would waste away. Even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea would suffer and be taken away. Now, in this prophecy of Hosea, is there a message for us, for our day? It is interesting that the Apostle Paul described the same kind of depravity happening in the Roman Empire in his day as was happening in the northern kingdom of Israel in Hosea's day. And in fact, it is the same moral decline that we observe today in our culture. In Romans 121, Paul said, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Notice that it was because they did not maintain the knowledge of God that they turned away. Their hearts became darkened and they worshiped then idols rather than the creator. As a result, God gave them over to shameful lusts, including lesbianism and homosexuality. Of course, this is exactly what we see happening in our day as well, as people do not retain the knowledge of God in their minds, but do whatever they want. 
Romans 1.28 says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, or greed, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Again, Paul wrote this about the Roman Empire in his day, but it sounds like the news of our day. These things are happening before our eyes, and they are the same things that occurred in the northern kingdom of Israel. So if God was going to bring judgment against Israel for practicing these things, do we think that we're going to escape justice? These things ought to cause us to take inventory about where we are headed as a nation, but also where we are at as individuals as well. Verse four, now let no man contend or rebuke another for your people are like those who contend with a priest. Therefore, you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night and I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God I will forget your children. So God was saying that everybody was guilty, the people as well as the priests. But the priests should have been the ones that were teaching the other people about the knowledge of God, but they weren't doing that. And so his people were destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Therefore, God contended with the priests because they neglected to do their duty. They rejected knowledge. Therefore, God would reject them from being his priests. And because they had forgotten God's law, then God would forget their children. Normally, the priests would have sons and the sons would follow them in the priesthood, but God would cut them all off from being his priests. The more they increase, the more they sin against me. I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity, and it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. For they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Now, normally, if you increased the priest, the godly people, that was the idea. If you increase them in the culture, then that should have increased righteousness. But just the opposite was occurring because these priests were corrupt. As they were increased, there was more corruption. So he said, I will change their glory, which it was to be something honorable to be a priest in that culture. But God said, I'm going to change their glory to shame. They eat up the sin of my people. Now, of course, when the people would bring their peace offerings, a portion of that would go to the priest. But the people were bringing their peace offerings at the same time that they were making sacrifices to their idols on the mountaintops. And so the priests weren't holding them accountable for that. They were just saying, go ahead, bring your offerings to us, those hypocritical offerings. And the reason was is that they would get more meat that way. And so God said that you priests are no different than the people. 
In their greed, they would take on more offerings, but they would not have enough. And they would commit harlotry. They would engage in sexual sin, sexual immorality, but it would not increase their numbers because they had ceased obeying the Lord. Harlotry, wine, and new wine enslaved the heart. My people ask counsel from their wooden idols and their staff informs them. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray and they have played the harlot against their God. They offer sacrifices on the mountaintops and burn incense on the hills under oaks, poplars, and terebinths because their shade is good. Therefore, your daughters commit harlotry and your brides commit adultery. So we see that the people were enslaved by their spiritual adultery, the worship of idols, and their wine. And of course, all of these went together. Wine, spiritual adultery, and sexual immorality, which was part of the practice of the worship of these deities, all of this went together. God said, you ask for advice from a piece of wood. They would seek counsel from their idols, but really all they were doing was asking advice from a piece of wood. Then they would sacrifice on the mountaintops rather than where God said they needed to sacrifice, which was at the temple in Jerusalem. The daughters and brides, they were unfaithful. Now, this could mean that they were sexually immoral or that they committed spiritual adultery by worshiping idols, but probably it meant both. For there were shrine prostitutes in the land who engaged in their sexual acts as part of the worship of these pagan deities. I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry, nor your brides when they commit adultery, for the men themselves go apart with harlots and offer sacrifices with a ritual harlot. Therefore, people who do not understand will be trampled. So perhaps God would have punished the daughters and the brides for being shrine prostitutes, but God said, I'm not going to do it because you are the ones that are going to ritual harlots yourselves. So the people do not understand what's going on and therefore they will be trampled by the Assyrians when God would give them over to this army to be defeated. And all of this would happen because the priests failed to give the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his ways to the people, and they themselves were sinning themselves. Though you, Israel, play the harlot, let not Judah offend. Do not come up to Gilgal, nor go up to Bethaven, nor swear an oath saying as the Lord lives. So God is comparing here the northern kingdom of Israel with the southern kingdom of Judah. Of course, the southern kingdom of Judah uh, had a few good kings, the northern kingdom had no good kings and were practicing their idolatry. And so God said, don't learn from them, uh, Judah. You know, don't go up to Gilgal where they are practicing their harlotry, nor to Beth-Avon. Now, Beth-Avon is another name for Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. Beth-Avon means the house of wickedness. And Jeroboam, the first king of Israel, had established gold calves in Bethel, and, and also in the north in Dan. And so God is saying, don't participate in this, Judah. Don't follow in their footsteps. For Israel is stubborn like a stubborn calf, and the Lord will let them forage like a lamb in open country. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Their drink is rebellion. They commit harlotry continually. Her rulers dearly love dishonor. The wind has wrapped her up in its wings and they shall be ashamed because of their sacrifices. So God compared Israel, uh, who, you know, really was his bride, 
but he is saying that she is a stubborn heifer. She doesn't want to pay any attention to him. And Ephraim, which is another name for Israel, it was the premier tribe there, God said, Ephraim is joined to idols, let him alone. It's a sad and tragic thing when God says, just leave them alone. They are joined to their idols. There's no hope. Judgment is coming. They've gone beyond the point of no return. And they will be swept away by the wind. Of course, this, I think, was figurative of the Assyrians coming in and sweeping them away, uh, driving them out of their land. And, and they will be ashamed by their sacrifices. They had sacrificed to the Baals and the Ashtoreths rather than to Yahweh, uh, thinking that that would bring to them prosperity. But of course, just the reverse would happen and they would lose their land as a result. This is very sobering. It's a sobering message. But I also think that it's something we need to take to heart as we see the immorality in our own culture, as we see people turning away from God, from the knowledge of God, from the word of God and his commandments, and doing whatever is right in their own eyes, committing the same kinds of sins, sexual sins, idolatry, uh, worshiping other things, created things, rather than the creator who is forever praised. May God help us. And hopefully we have not gone beyond the point of no return. Hopefully we can be like Judah and turn away while there is still time and not follow into this same destructive path that inevitably brings forth the judgment and wrath of God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will look at Psalm 108, where David sings praises to the Lord for His mercy and deliverance. God is sovereign over the nations and gives victory over our enemies. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching in God's Word on Simply the Bible.